problem is all inside your head, she said to me. The answer is easy if you take it logically. I'd like to help you in your struggle to be free. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. She said it's really not my habit to intrude. Furthermore, I hope my meaning won't be lost or misconstrued. But I'll repeat myself. At the risk of being crude, there must be 50 ways to leave your lover. 50 ways to leave your lover. You just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, Stan. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free. Or hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, and get yourself free. Welcome to Word of the Bay. I am Kyle. I'm Nick. I'm Anthony. All right, everybody shut up. Everybody shut up. <laughs> everybody shut your mouths. Go. Let's do this. <laughs> God, we've it's this is we we this doesn't happen often with us, right? Right. I mean, we have got everything to get into. All three major prongs have we're, leading edge news. We're hitting every single sport yeah, in the show. Crazy. We've got we've got the Steve Eisenman stuff. We've got the the Bucks. Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick decided to be amazing <laughs> to have a career day. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, holy shit, the Rays. Are uh, playing meaningful baseball, right? Sort of, sort of meaningful, for meaningful for us, as <laughs> as meaningful as it got, has gotten for us by race standards. But we got it. We got. It. So uh, we're not fucking around. We're not doing. Any, we're not. We're not talking about it. We're not even lives. introducing me to a new Ray. That's exactly. how many sports takes we have. Let's get into Steve Eisenman. So it it came out on Tuesday. Yesterday. yesterday. When we're recording this. Uh yeah, um, it came out today. Yesterday. 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 Okay, yeah. So it came out on Tuesday yep. that Steve Eiserman was stepping aside. And this was a, this was a complete shock, not only to, to the team, but to the coaches. I I really get the feeling in, talk, in, in, in listening to podcasts and reading the newspapers that really all up until Tuesday, the only people that knew about this move were Steve Eiserman, Jeff Finnick, and Julian Breezebois. Yep. And that's it. Guy, Not even John Cooper was privy to this information. I don't even no. I don't I'm think so. I'm not sure he was. Here's the thing. Right off the bat, number one, let's get this out of the way. This was a complete shock to almost everybody. Yep. Uh, there, I think Joe Smith from the Tampa Bay or from the Athletic now, excuse me, <laughs> talked about that there there had been rumblings that something was going to be announced but no one really knew what like the lightning had sent out a release like saying on tuesday at four o'clock we're going to be making a big announcement no one really knew what it was and as per eiserman usual he kept it under wraps until the last second (laughs) um i that's interesting that you picked up on that because i didn't for me i mean i I guess i'm not as active on twitter as i used to be as, as far as like following breaking news so I kind of just had no idea until I I, I log I, I tend to like log on every every so often and just kind of check 
check my note, uh, my mentions and check the group chat. And Anthony just says in group chat, well, this will be an interesting week. And I'm like, what happened? I, know, that's <laughs> I, looked at, I, was, I was like, um. I immediately start scrolling. I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? Oh, yeah. And I see Eisenman's name. I'm like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so initial reactions right off the bat for me. Um, this sucks. Hurts. I don't. It hurts. I don't think there's uh, any other way to put it besides that. He's built. If if you want to see a joke, just look at the roster when he first got here, and look at it now, and look at the prospect pool when he first got here, and look right. at it now, and look at all the things that he's done. The only thing he hasn't done as the GM of the Lightning is won a cup. Won a cup, and that's not really like it's he put together hands. the roster that could. It just didn't right. happen. Right. So. We the air, not only does the organization owe Steve Eisenman a lot, but the area does. Absolutely, it, we we owe Steve Eisenman a lot, um, and that's rare to say about a GM. But it he's is. he's it's, been such a profound figure, and he doesn't talk to the media a lot. He's not one of those GMs that's like always pushing no, the company line. His, his moves, but always he, has his name in the. But headlines. man, when he takes that fucking podium after making a trade or whatever, that that he's just got this vibe. Yeah. And that stoicness, and that like, I, that's, yeah, motherfuckers, steely yeah. confidence, right. right? When he's when he just starts he's not talking. cocky, he's not like putting it in your face, but he's just like, yeah, we made a trade for so and so today for this, you know, this is what he's going to do to help the team. Are there any questions? You know what that is? Is it's it's a guy that's not only not only has he been there before as an executive, but he's been to the highest leverage situations that the sport can offer. He has won a Stanley Cup in the, in, in the most a high dynasty. leverage. Are you he fucking kidding he me? He built a dynasty. He was the captain of the, one of the best hockey teams ever. He's seen it all. So to, like, when, he, when it comes to this what? kind of stuff, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, Jonathan Druid's not reporting to uh, the team, so we, we're just going to you know wait and see. And you know, and you know there, was, there was rumblings, right, about some of his trades and moves, but most of the time... Like, it just came, like, all of a sudden, like, we traded for Ryan McDonough. Like, nobody was saying that that was going to happen. And at the last minute, it just happens. Wait, hold on. Before we he start. He just keeps things under wraps. Before That's we start kind of. He ran a tight, tight ship. He did. Yeah. He did. And he did with this as well. And I'd much rather have that from your front office than, oh, yeah, we're thinking about trading so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, get, like leaking Forcing things somebody to... else's hand, they're like, well, we'll give you a first then. Yeah. One of the exactly. things I listen to, I, I listen to um, the, the, um. It's not the sports page. What is it called? It's, it's Rick Stroud's podcast. I listen I to it every day. Oh, look at me. Um, so he had Tom Jones on today to talk about uh, the the whole Eiserman deal. And Tom Jones basically said, like, Eiserman was the kind of guy that, you know, so, some coaches prefer to deal with national re- reporters. Some coaches deal with the local, local reporters. Eiserman yeah. was the kind of guy that he, like, you could always access him as a local reporter. But when the national guys came in, they're like, ah, I don't, I can't really get a hold of this guy. Like, how do you, how, like, it feels, I feel like Eiserman's hard to work with. And Tom's like, yeah, not, not for me. He gets I don't to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think Eisenman understands that, like, the local. A, generates a rapport. He, you know. It, well, you have what, to have a good relationship with your local media. Because the local media is the direct line to the fans. Like, that's, yeah. you're speaking to the fans. If you speak to Tom Jones and, and, how and you're Joe viewed. Smith, yeah, then you are speaking directly to the fans. So, you know. I don't want to say, like, I'm not going to push it as far as, like, I got teary eyed because I didn't. But. I was pretty emotional because what Steve Eiserman did was build my childhood sports team back into a power 
well, and look. did it the right way. And that and that's hard to say goodbye to the guy that did that. You know, and look, he's stepping into an advisory role, but he's not You'll see he's not again. gonna be the face of the franchise anymore in terms of the front office. He's done. He's, he's going he's, to Detroit. Yeah, you'll yeah. see him again real let's, soon. Let's be real division. honest. He's going to the Detroit Red Wings. We all know this. It's This is what's 100% going we to We were lucky to have, have no him doubt. for as long as we did. The only, the, only, the only reason we had him was because he had a riff with the ownership in Detroit. Right. Because Ken Holland wouldn't step us out. Right? I, I, dude, is Kyle, it? I hear what you're saying, and it makes all the sense in the world, and I know I'm going to sound like I'm just denying it. I, look, he's going to leave the Lightning at the end of his contract. Absolutely. But I don't know if he's going to go be the GM of the Red Wings, man. I really don't. In my mind, it's okay. It's 99.9% Red Wings and like 1% the Reti- Sounders or whatever. Reti- the fucking. Oh, yeah, Seattle. Yeah. Man, well, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's Detroit or nobody. I, I think- really do think that it, this was coming from a place of. I forget who said it now, but. Maybe. Was he, there, was talk- a t- there was a. Hold on. There was a TSN reporter that talked about that. When Steve Eiserman feels like that he's no longer 100% committed to the thing he's doing, that he's going to stop taking your money. And and that's sort of what he's doing here with, with this, is that I, a lot of people feel like that he's just burnt himself out because he's so dedicated to his craft at every level as a player and as an executive. Mm-hmm. He literally dedicated his life to being the GM uh, of the Tampa Bay Lightning, man. Sure, he did. And he didn't have a lot of time off. You don't have a lot of time off as an executive. Kept his family in Detroit. Yeah. Commuted every, you know, like... He would go back and forth as much as possible. So yeah, he, he might just be going back to Detroit to be with his family. family. Sure. His... There's no guarantee that Fuck he's going to take the Red Fuck Wings you job. With that. You know, his daughters are in their 20s. Like, it's oh, are to they? Be, yeah, to be with your family. They're not six years old. They're in their fucking 20s, dude. Like, it's it's clear to me that this is he's going back because he wants to be at the Red. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. Like, right. you just built, don't Urban Meyer us. You built a dynasty there. My family and my heart. And, uh, he did, what though. new job? Yeah. And to, to to leave the team the way he's leaving it is the it, he's leaving it in the best possible way. He's not doing the, the Andrew Fee, like fuck you the fire system dry suck my dick i'm going to fucking los, A- or los angeles there's money here yeah no he's built yeah. us a dynasty he's leaving us as a as a cup favorite he's leaving it's the he, right thing he's working out yeah. the final year of his contract i think he's he's doing he's done everything right and when he goes to detroit that's fine go build them a dynasty too i i, I appreciate everything you've done for our team like that's how i feel about it yeah and the way the, the state that he's leaving us in is is you know the farm system's deep He's the guy who's leaving in charge is a guy that he mentored, a guy for that two, that has been since pers- 2010. That a guy that has been pursued by. Well, we'll get to we'll get to that. Let's, well, let's talk well, more. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're there. We're getting there. I'm well, no, playing us towards things. it. There's a few things I want to talk about. Eiserman is as far as like the you know the, the deals, the deals that he's made. That there's things that he's done within this organization. Some, some things that the fans have liked. Some things that the fans don't like. I mean, he made he started out in this organization. By buying out Lacavier's contract, which not, was like a no, huge, not right away, but well, it's it's yeah. it was like his, his first, first major, major move. move. Yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't. What, what was, was? <laughs> signing of those all those free agents for that old eleven run? Well, I mean, he bought out Lacavier. What, fucking couple like three or four years into his into right, his but when time you, here. When you look at when you look at um, 
Fine. Uh, Debbie when you look Downer. at the, I'm not Debbie. I'm just saying like that wasn't his first major move as GM. I'm, go ahead. I'm saying it is. When you look at the milestones Ooh. of his of his time in Tampa, it's Lacavier, the, the Lacavier deal. That was his first hard decision, as right? GM. It, but it's also the Martin Saint Louis deal. It's the Jonathan Drouin deal, and it's re-signing Stamkos. Those are the big pillars right. of his legacy Kucherov. here. Yeah. yeah, and this stupid. Fucking Ryan Callahan contract. Well, that's that that's, was what I was gonna get to. Is that there's a lot of things that not a lot, but there was things too that like the Dan Girardi, the Ryan Callahan's. No GM is perfect. We've talked about it. I don't know how many times on the show that as good as Steve Eiserman is, he had his mistakes too, and every GM is gonna make them. He drank the Kool Aid on Ryan Callahan. It didn't pay off, but he's always been super calculated and always had and all. And the, the difference between him and other GMs is he's always had an exit plan in terms of, okay, when we get to this situation and we need to pay this guy, how are we going to get this money? Right. And that's either outs and, co- outs and contracts, no modified, no trade clauses, whatever. He's always been like three to four steps ahead of the of whatever he's doing. Well, I hope Eisenman, Julian paid attention. Eisenman Julian comes handled off to the cap, so right. he had to pay attention in some way. Eisenman comes off to me as a guy who he's um, he's a no-bullshit kind of guy, and he and I think he tells his players, and, and, and I think it, you can see it in his the way he does his deals in that you play for me, you play hard, you play well. I'm going to take care of you. He's, he's done it with Alex Kalorn. He's done it with Ryan Callahan. He's he was done a it with Tyler Johnson. GM. He's done it with these players who who have have you know put it all out in the line for him. Maybe if, maybe us as fans think, well, you know these these advanced metrics don't pay off for us, or you know you know Callahan, oh yeah, he blocks shots. But <laughs> he's done this to show that okay, I'll pay these guys, I'll take care of these guys because when the Kucherovs and the Stamkos come to him, he says, look. I'm going to take care of you, man. I'm, ta- I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to give you this long-term deal. He, I think that's the big thing that he brought to us as far as, like, he, not only did he bring that credibility of being that uh, a legendary player, but also, like, I'm going to take care of you. I was there. I lived that. I'm going to take care of you. I, and I think that's that's going to be, in my mind, that's going to be the huge blow that we're, that we're uh, uh, taking here. Like, yeah, his negotiation skills are widely regarded throughout the league as as he's we did we, we lost we lost our snake charmer. He sticks to his guns. <laughs> Damn it! He always <laughs> he Son sticks to his guns. You know, I'm sure. And look, I, I'm not an insider. I wasn't in in circles, and I'm not in hockey circles and stuff like that. But I'm sure that he could have probably pulled the trigger on the Carlson deal at some point. Yeah. But he probably the Sens are probably asking for more than he was willing to give up and he stuck to his guns and that's all he's always done. <laughs> what he did with Duran. He, st- yeah. he stuck to his I guns want- and he waited it out. And- oh, yeah, he could have easily- come in and talk to Ottawa and be like, "All right, so what do you guys want? Like a second? He could have he, he could have easily turned around during that Drew situation and shift him off for like a third yeah. round. Go pick. fuck yourself! But instead, right? he got Mikhail Sergachev. Exactly. Back for him. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in terms yeah, of, yeah, he could have sent him to Arizona or something. Yeah. When you easily. Think, when you think about the darkest of days in Tampa Bay, right? Okay, hockey. Do you think about? No, I'm just saying single single solitary days. You One think day. about? Oh. You know when when Derek Brooks uh, was re- or Warren Sapp was released maybe or or uh, um, they released him or he they just released went, him, he, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that. I thought he just went somewhere Mine, else in free agents. When uh, are they? Uh, I believe I thought his contract ran Bruce, out. And Bruce Allen left. came in and I believe released John Lynch, Warren Sapp, and when and Lynch when I remember when Lynch sounds got like cut, a John Gruden special. It was like me. a. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's what it is. He, he, John John Gruden and Bruce Allen released 
John Lynch and and Warren Sapp. Yeah, fuck Brooks all, stayed around for a while. Brooks fuck all our good players. Brooks ended up kind of retiring, right? right yeah, he, he nobody would want him. I remember yeah. that. Barber did yeah. that weird thing when he moved to safety for a year. That was cool. With I like that. Yeah, Morris. that was his last year. Yeah, and then he right. fucked off. But anyway, so night. back to back. But, to, yeah. So there's that. I think there's that day where Warren Sapp and, and John Lynch left in the same day. Right. The um, day Joe Madden left. The day Joe, the day Andrew the Freeman and Joe, Joe Madden, Madden left. That was a wham wham. Well, it was like a week. It was that, that it was, was a week, week but stretch, but it was bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the same week. And then I think this, the Steve Eiserman deal. I mean, the Tony Dungy, like we fired Tony Dungy. We like we, we Marty told him to Steve fuck off. Letting out that Marty wanted, like demanded a trade. The Marty, Marty trade, trade was day was was, just, yeah. was rough. Sucky. Yeah. Um, Longo. I remember that I was in school when the that Longo happened. Sucked, the Longo yeah. trade was pretty was, was was pretty bad. Then I think this was this ranks. I think this ranks up there with the Madden this Andrew right Freeman there, thing. Yeah. It's right up losing there. an Iserman is like a losing an. Architect. But this was different. It's a, it's, it's still it's a huge different. blow. It's no, a blow. it's a blow. But I'm saying it's different in that he's not directly going to the Red Wings right away. Number right. one, he's not like like all right, fuck you all, and like throws right. up a middle finger and leaves. Um, I had. He's gonna be an advisor. I advise you trade that guy to Detroit. The lightning to me. The lightning to me have. <laughs> he's call, he called me calm. He's on his front porch. Like, hey Steve, should we? Uh, should we? Do, yeah. <laughs> Fucking give the, him to Detroit. The oh. lightning to me have surpassed the stepping stone mantra that I think the other two Tampa teams sometimes have where this is a stepping stone towards greatness. No, we're at greatness. We're at greatness. Is, we're at greatness is footstep right now. I don't now. know that I feel that way because I, if, if I'm Steve Eisenman, I'd of course I'd want to go to Detroit. No, I mean, but I'm talking about like you don't see all of our players just piecing out the first opportunity they get or demanding trades out of town to go to a bigger market and stuff like that. Like I think the Lightning have established themselves as a destination and not a, in and the not NHL. A, you're right. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, Maybe we are perennial Maybe. cup contenders. Yes, we are a destination. Maybe Look, our Steve, tax. The, the only tax reason Steve Eiserman ever ended up here was that the Red Wings, Ken Holland, didn't want they to step aside in Detroit. Yeah, but okay. And he wanted another opportunity. Here's the thing: if you have a, if you have a chance to turn around Montreal or you have a chance to turn around Tampa Bay, which one are you going to pick? It depends on how your what your it, allegiances it, lie, man. It, it, Hockey is all about oh, where am I from? No, he's right because yeah. you know what. He spent his entire 19-year career prior to the Lightning in Detroit. Right. There's a lot of executives out there that probably look at the Montreal job and go, I don't want that fucking shit. Right. I don't want to deal with the media. I don't want. I don't want to deal with having to hire and having to be handcuffed and hire a French-speaking coach. Fair enough. Like, who the fuck wants to deal with that? But if you're from there... Or you grew up as a Habs fan or right. whatever, and then it's you probably want to go, like, uh, yeah. dude, if, if I was an NHL executive, and let's say, like, I was being mentored in, I don't know, name of fucking and the I. Rangers front office oh, okay, fine. or whatever, York, sure. I'm underneath the GM, I'm learning there, and then Tampa calls and right. is like, hey, we want you to come be our GM, and then there's, like, three other teams, like, that may be more well established and offering more money. And offer more money. Chances are, I'm probably still going to end up in Tampa because right. that's my team. Right, right. Like, that's this is how this is how most sports work, but specifically and hot specifically, hockey is so hockey. much more of a hometown so guy. I agree. It's rare that when guys like Stamkos and all that turn down their hometown to right. stay to stay where they're at, it, that very rarely happens. Almost every time you can. Or when look Toronto at where, ejaculates. When look John at where Tavares. a guy's from. That's probably where he's going to end up going. Zach yeah. Parise, yeah. for instance, the big, the big signing from the Minnesota Wild years ago. 
He was in New Jersey for a long time. He he's from Minnesota. His dad played for the North Stars before they, before they got moved. Well, where did everybody think he was going? Minnesota. Minnesota. Well, Where'd like he go? With, uh, Minnota. <laughs> with with uh, Tyler Johnson. Like he's probably gonna end up in Seattle. And wouldn't you kind of love that, right? Yeah, I, the, dude. Sure. Fine. I contract off the. Play. That's yeah. the sacrifice. I want that to be the sacrificial lamb for the draft. It is expansion draft. But, um, uh, you know what the I mean? thing is, the thing is, Take this. he wants I, to be there. I know that we're gonna be. We're, we've taken a huge blow to as far as uh, losing a legendary, yeah. not a, a legendary GM. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, but I know that we're gonna be fine because this guy Jeff Vinnick owns our fucking team, and right. this Jeff Vinnick is the kind of guy that will not accept any less than, than excellence, quality, right. excellence. Like he's he true he truly speaks to me as as. The 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 greatest owner in 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 Tampa Bay by far, yeah. Um, yeah. and, and I, I truly I believe agree. that if even if John, Julian uh, Breezebois whatever the fuck Breezebois doesn't Julian work Breezebois. out if it doesn't work out he's gonna make a change he's gonna do what's best for his hockey team and he even said it in the press conference he said look nobody's gonna fire me I'm here to stay I'm gonna do what's best for my hockey team and I it, like he said I knew right away when I hired Todd Lewicki that he was the right hire and when Todd Lewicki left uh, I knew that I don't I forget who is the who who now is the team president um I don't remember. Yeah, but he, but Scott. I have a lot of faith in but, Jeff Vinnick, and I have I have faith that he's he's going to put the right guy in charge. And that's at the, at the end of the day. Yes, it sucks to lose Eiserman, but I know that as long as Vinnick owns the team, I think he's going to make the right decision. I for would us, agree. So I would agree with all those. And that's a weird <sighs> thing to have as a Tampa fan is trust in your ownership. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm not used to this. Yeah. Well, let's get to Julian Brisebois because this is a guy who's had more experience as a GM than Steve. Steve Eiserman did when he accepted the so role. So Julian Brisebois has been Steve Eiserman's right hand man almost the entire time he's been in Tampa. Right. Um, this is a guy who was put in charge of an AHL team that has not only excelled underneath the underneath the Lightning's umbrella, but I mean, really thrived in a way that they haven't before. Who was it? Did you make the? Who made the comparison to Donkey Kong? me it was you yes yeah. <laughs> yes um i i because there's a joke that going around that eiserman was always sabotaging the crunch well the crunch were still good underneath julian breezebaugh even when eiserman was throwing a bunch of barrels at him like donkey kong was basically what i was saying <laughs> but um this is a guy who has not who has been like every time a gm spot opens up anywhere he's one of the top candidates for the job Always, and he's always turned them down because he literally said in the press conference that being under Eiserman was better than most of the GM jobs that I was being offered. So there's a there's a <laughs> there's a sense of loyalty there. Uh, I, I don't I don't know, man. There everybody in hockey circles talks about this guy like this is actually not that much of a downgrade from Eiserman, if at all, if it's a downgrade at all. Because Remember how upset we were when we had Bishop and we we're like Vasilevsky's a little uncertain. I'm not sure how he's and now different, look at us. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, look, at but Steve Eiserman trusted this guy to be in charge of the salary cap handlings. Okay, that's right. a big thing it's to a big be in thing charge in hockey, of, right? yeah. especially considering the the cap strain that we've been under for the last three years, and we've always navigated it, right? And yeah. I think and, and Nick makes a, kind of a point when when we lost Andrew Friedman and and Matt Silverman took over, we're like, well, fuck, you know, like, well, he's his right hand man, and it turns out Rays were fine. Yeah, we did. He, we he did, actually did, knows what he's we doing. We actually did okay. So, um, I 
I truly think that we'll be fine under under Breeze Ball. And I think it, he he might even have a potential to exceed Eisman. I think the things that he the thing that he lacks he, is he does he Gruden it and take Eisman's team and no. Then, no no but he's not he helped ho- build the team. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's not a ho- he doesn't have the the pedigree of a does Hall of Money Fame player, Kiffinous. right? I'd be worried about that if he was an outsider. If he had came in from a different organization and wanted to mold this team and his image, then I'd yeah. be worried about it. But he literally helped build this roster. Like <laughs> I think you, I think what you're going to see over the next five years is Eiserman is slowly going to take his guys back to uh, Detroit. Detroit. I, I forget who the, who are who, scouting department. His so. scouting department. I know he's got a lot of guys here, and I think Breeze Ball is going to bring his guys in. Well, there's definitely going to be a change of There's going to be a slow transition, right? So right. it'll be interesting to see. I think Breeze Bois, I think he, he would he would do well to, to maybe, I don't know. I don't know if this matters in hockey or not, but I think I think it does speak to something when you when you have fucking I always I, I'll never forget when, when it when it came to the decision with LeBron James where Pat Riley he put uh, the, the story you hear is Pat Riley put his fucking rings on the on the table with LeBron James and says, you want one of these? You come here. And LeBron's like, okay. Like, when you have that on your side as a, as a negotiating tool, when Steve Eisman is looking you in the fucking eye and say, come to my team and play for me, like, it means something. So I think right. I think that's what we're missing with Eisman. I think Breeze Bob might be might be remiss to bring in somebody that can. LeCavier. Bring in Vincent LeCavier, right? Put, put him in a position in the front office. He's just hanging Eisenman, around. LeCavier puts his x-rays on the table. He's like, you want one of these? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> and then with the one ring. I donated yeah. a root of. His buyout agreement. You want one of these? <laughs> Stamp checks. Yeah. Hey, the Flyers pay me a shitload. So, uh, no, you, I'd bring in Marty before I brought in Vinny. Uh, yeah, Marty might, might not be a bad. And now that Iserman's gone. Yeah, but fuck. They already brought Marty. Marty, back. yeah, but Marty. Yeah. Oh, his whole thing. Oh, there's no good hockey down here. And I can't have my kids playing hockey in Florida. How dare. <laughs> so, you, there's, there's really two, two major Racist. things I'm interested with Breeze Ball. I'm interested to see how his drafting and scouting changes because I. It's I'm gonna. interested if he looks for the same type of players that Iserman does or if he looks for different kinds of players than Iserman does because I feel like everybody's got their own philosophy and what works. Iserman was very about short guys who were overlooked, who yep. had a lot of speed and a lot of skill. Yep. I wonder if Breezeball goes back towards size. I hope not because what's worked for us is speed and skill. Uh, right. But he was big part of those drafts. Well, we're for so sure missing some size. We're missing size in our in our bit. lineup. I mean, come on. I mean, it's that's 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 been. I'm, the... I'm interested to see how he navigates having a team that's already in contention, and how much tweaking he really wants to do with that. I, I don't. I think what he's you're going to see him do this year is just sort of like, okay, boys, like this is you know. Just go make this run, and I'll help you out as much as I can, you know, at the trade deadline or whatever. Breeze Bois has big decisions to make, though, with Vasilevsky. With contracts coming yeah. up, yeah, it's going to be trial by fire, man. It is. But he's been handling the cap already. It's true. So he knows where we stand with that. Uh, we're going to need a defense that's going to need rebuilding yep. soon. You know, we're going to be losing Strawman and Coburn, and yeah. you're going to have to hope the young guys can plug in. We'll see if he wants to go after a big fish. Iserman, maybe, maybe he'll start cuckoo. Iserman was starting to. Is he still with us? It's like, yeah, he yeah. is. Iserman seemed like he was not pushing towards the Carlson trade very much anymore. Maybe it's because he was getting ready to step down anyway. But 
we'll see maybe if he reignites that flame. Actually, yeah, because I want you guys to re- reconsider one thing. How would you view this if, say, two weeks ago he had signed and traded for Carlson? It'd be a great parting gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what if we lost a, a Braden point? What if it was an unpopular decision? Wait, you mean the... What if the Dude, there'd what be if, very few things that would make me upset about getting Eric Carlson. Yeah. Losing, <laughs> losing point would be one of them. It'd be tough to swallow, but I could handle it because it's fucking Eric Carlson. <laughs> Fine. Do That's ha- like saying, no, I wouldn't. I mean, we got Connor McDavid, but we like gave up Mikhail Sergachev. Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> That's, You really put uh, Connor McDavid and, and Carlson in the same class? Oh, yeah, dude. I think uh, so? Connor okay. McDavid's one of the best so, players in the I mean, NHL. What yeah. are you talking about, Nick? I'm not. I'm. I'm saying Connor McDavid's like on elite level, and well, you guys are Carlson's kinda, on very, very good. I think Carlson's an Carlson's elite defender. Elite. What yeah, are you talking about, he's a, bro? He's, he won the uh, the, the heart trophy. Yeah, the heart like three times. I was about to say Vienza. I look like an idiot. <laughs> let's agree to disagree. Oh, Nick, I'm not, I'm not. I was an idiot too. It's a Norris. I'm not sitting here and, and, and saying I know more about hockey than you, Carlson's but I'm just saying fucking elite, bro. <laughs> I, every fine. every metric that you can measure a defenseman by, he's elite. Where are well, those beers? That's at? why we use Imperial. <laughs> what? God damn it, Nick! I love you. <laughs> What's happening? Do we have anything else? Any final thoughts? Any parting gifts? Steve Eisman, he's gone. Oh well, he's still here, but he's gone. Let's be honest. I wonder what uh. Breeze what if, what I wonder. I signed? wonder. I wonder if uh. I kind of wonder what uh. Breezeball's loyalty lies with the coaching staff. Bye, Coop. Uh, oh, interesting. Kind of wonder how that, how that, how that's gonna play out. Maybe Claude Giroux is. Uh... Oh, I'd, I'd <laughs> fucking kill myself first. <laughs> maybe, maybe that is the thing that we have to consider because now we've gone from a guy who loves the Red Wings to a guy who loves the Habs. So yeah, in eight years from right. now, Breeze Boy will be the GM of the Habs. No. Yeah, right. So, no, yeah. If that so. happens, then I will truly kill myself. <laughs> Fuck everybody. God damn it! We are the stepping stone city. That's that's. I mean. It feels like I, I heard that I needed a job two years from now. Yes, yes, come on in. But if that's the case, then that means the team's been doing good. well for another eight yeah, years. They're good, so. especially if Kevin Cash leaves. If like Kevin Cash gets poached out to the Red Sox or something, fuck you! I hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't t- stop touching our stuff. God, can we, can- dude? I'm totally feeling a Kevin Cash leaving the Rays. Right. We the where's his deal? He says he hasn't signed a deal yet, and I'm getting a little worried because like I want him to be back because he's doing well. Look at you. Liking him, dude. How, I've liked Kyle, him Kyle let me I ask know, you this. I hated him. How pissed would you be if Kevin Cash turned around and went to go be like the bench coach in Boston instead of being the manager of the Rays? Dude, he would be the manager of Boston if they, if, if, yeah. Let's say if let's let let us no, live in a world. Boston's not firing their manager. They're having a historic season. No, let's let's live in a world where Boston has this historic season, but is out in the ALDS. Uh, like, right, they lose the get, first they round. Yeah. They get swept. Like fucking. Well, that's manager fire. Yeah. Okay, so they all right. How pissed would you be if you went to be the manager of the Red Sox? I would, f- f- I would lose my fucking mind. <laughs> That desk, that desk would be upside down. Fuck everything, you sons of bitches! <laughs> you can't keep doing this to me. Like somebody's got to stick, right? 
Nope. They're it's gutter. Always, it's, yeah, it's the bad ones. It's yeah. the mediocre guy. God damn it, because nobody wants him. Greg Shiano pops his head back up. Hello. Uh, no, yeah, Greg <laughs> Which, by the way, I forgot he was a defensive coordinator for Ohio uh, State. Right. Yeah. And he's not the acting head coach. I, which is a fucking slap in the face. The guy deserves to be a head coach again. Yeah. I, I honestly think. Good. Dude, I'm telling enjoy grambling. Enjoy grambling state. He got fucked out of that Tennessee job because it's like, well, he. Greg Shiano, manager of the race. Ridiculous, dude. Greg Shiano needs to be coaching in college. Toes on the foul line. I think. What I, am I doing? <laughs> I think he, he doesn't work out in the pros, which is a lot. Nick Saban didn't work out in the fucking pros, okay? It's fine. I think Greg Shiano will make a good college coach. Because the pros are fucking shitty. He's a good dude. I was I was reading about the whole Eric Legrand thing again. Remember when we signed him to a one day contract? I don't know if he's a good dude, man. I, don't, I think that's I, I think that's stretching it. I haven't heard. Uh, I think he's a pretty big piece of shit, and I think yeah, it works in college football. And I think I, I think you're just like yeah, he's I not think a piece of shit in like, college football standards. I think he's a pretty big piece of shit. Man. All right, fine. I don't think the entire city of Knoxville would have rioted in the streets if they thought he wasn't a piece of Whatever. shit. Whatever, they'd be singing what's what's. Rock a top. top. Yeah. Rock a top. Yeah. I love that you guys knew what I was thinking before I could say it. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. How's it go? Rocky, Rocky, Rocky top. Fucking shut up. And and that's not to say that I, I, I think that most I think that most guys in power in football are Rocky top shit, do, so. do, 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 do. Rocky top do, do. Wait, how's that go? Dude, don't ask. Baby shark. Do, 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 do. How's that go? Let it go, Kyle. The bit's dead. <laughs> Uh, I, was, I had it earlier today, and I just I, I lost it. So of course, of course, the Eisenman stuff has to come like literally a day. Flashback to two seasons to ago. Where, oh fuck, we're gonna lose. Great do, but Gomez will pinch hit against Hand. Am I the only one? Yes. Am oh, I the only one that's super fucking pissed that the Rays have to play in the AL East every goddamn year? No. We had this discussion on the show. It is kind of fucking I, ridiculous. I do feel like it's a it's a bit infuriating. That it's a bit unbalanced, that, ain't it? That we have the Yankees and the Red Sox in the same goddamn division, and there's only two playoff think, spots up for grabs. I'll relate it to something that you care. How do you think Vanderbilt feels playing against Auburn and, and, and Alabama? Like, fuck, man! <laughs> they don't play them every year. They're in different divisions. But What's the... Then who's Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt's Georgia, in yours? Florida, yeah. Oh, well, then they get the cupcake SECs. Yeah, Hang right. on, y'all. They, they actually do. Can I, can I talk my shit again? Yeah. yeah. I got it. Yeah. Jake Bowers going crazy. Yeah, one ninety-five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that really, honestly, is like the Dan Johnson moment for this season. If we have, if 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 we make the playoffs this year, it's not going to happen, Kyle. 
I don't. You're right. In, in all likelihood, I think it's, I, not, it's not. You gotta drop that dream, man. Well, I'm a. I'm a. Like, listen, they're I'm a, eight out. Even if they swept the A's this fucking <laughs> weekend, they'd still be five out with like I'm ten a, games to go. I'm a data analyst by trade, so I know. I look at numbers all day, so I just know by the numbers. It's not. It's it's not very likely, but. If it happens, neither was 162. If you want a Dan Johnson moment, if you're ever looking for the Dan Johnson moment in the season, G-Man Choi hitting a walk-off home run to to bring the Rays to 12 consecutive wins, uh, that's got to be fucking. I don't think I've ever been more angry about something in sports in my life that we've been playing so well for so long. And we haven't made up any fucking ground on anybody. No ground. And the Red Sox are up there like, oh, two hundred fifty million dollar payroll. Uh. <laughs> just like, just fucking win like a hundred games, fucking with our eyes closed. And meanwhile, the, the Craig Calteros of the world coach. can be like, you're not supposed to be happy. You're still twenty games out of the first place. Showed me. How dare you raise any fans. other division? We're making a great run. We're gonna go into the playoffs hot. Right. In this division, we're twenty games out. Like, uh, just, man, fuck. In this division, it's like, ah, you did good, uh, but go fuck yourself. We're also nine out of what would be, if you even remove Red Sox, it's the fucking Yankees. Well, God damn it. We should be an NL team. We've always should have been an NL team. Well, guys, right. I'd want to see the pitcher hit. Here's the thing. We have caught Seattle. In fact, we've we've passed Seattle as far as the Numeric the wild card run. We are eight, eight back. With how many games to go? Like twenty or something? With with uh, I think eighteen games left. We're Ooh, eight back. That's a of Oakland. It's not, and Oakland's red hot again. And Oakland's so. coming in this weekend for a three game set. Dude, if we sweep the them, we're only five out. Where we're five out five out with, with five out with fifteen, 15 games, games left. Is, that's that's attractive. Doable. Yeah. That's doable. Yeah, especially if you just keep uh, unlikely. I will I Listen, unlikely. I'm already it unlikely. Look, if we if you're we not co- wrong, if you're we come wrong. back and they made the playoffs, I will eat all the fucking crow with a spoon. Okay. Actually, I have an interesting proposition later about the Buccaneers that uh, I would like to bring up with you guys, um, as far as a uh, bold prediction. All right, but let's stay on the race. Stay but on the we'll stay on the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Anthony. Even if like, let's say we sweep the 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 uh, athletics, I still agree with that. I still think it's a long shot, but. This is this is the most meaningful baseball played at Tropicana Field in a it long feels good. time. It feels good. I was there. I, we lost, but I was there on uh, last night, and it just felt good to be rooting for something again. Like like fucking, we got to win this game. Like we got to win this game. Um, and we lost, of course. But well, we took two or three. Yeah. again from the Indians. So Which I'll is take it. the Indians yeah, are a top tier team in the yeah. AL. So like to take two or three. We've been ta- we've been winning a lot of series. We've been winning a lot. Right. And that's what's so frustrating. Is that we've been winning a lot and we're gonna get none of the fucking payoff? Right. It was, it, I mean, we're gonna win night. We might win ninety games and not even sniff the playoffs. It's the way like, we started the season, man. It's. I mean, we. It's, it's not even that. It's that the Red Sox are fuck and the Yankees are fucking ridiculous. Yeah. They're they have all the fucking money in the world to spend and they're just gonna win. They'll win a hundred games with their eyes closed, man. Right. Really. It, he's not wrong. In, in any other division, we gotta have everything break right. We gotta start a. We gotta make a brand new strategy. 
yeah. to, to even <laughs> to have even a viable season. The, the meanwhile, playoffs. the Red Sox and Yankees are like, ah, this is fucking, fucking whatever. Sign J.D. Martinez. He'll, yeah, we'll pay everybody. He'll hit 337, 40 homers on our RBIs. Yeah. Uh, man, Machado, yeah, we'll sign him next year. Fuck it. Who cares? Right, fuck it. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're like, God, I hope this prospect pans out or we're Andrew, fucked. Andrew McCutcheon? Yeah, we'll trade for him. Fuck it. Who cares? Our, yeah. our window is like three years. Their window has been like 25 already. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's completely absurd. But put us in a different division. I'm tired of this shit. It's not going to happen. Not, I know. not for a long time. Um, Blake Snell, though, I don't know if you saw, he took a no hitter into the seventh today. He looks so good for his 19th win. And he's not going to win the Cy Young because Chris Sale exists. Correct. And cr- Chris he- Sale's hurt. So Chris Sale. Chris Sale's back. Is he back? Yeah. Damn Dude, it. The fucking. The the, the 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 you're right. The Red Sox and Yankees, man, they get everything nice. Twice. I talked about this on the last show, um, but it, they go a day without having something good happen. They're like, "Fuck, man, this is the doldrums." The Rays do do the Rays help out uh, uh, Blake Snell by knocking out Corey Kluber in the first, or uh, not in the first, but the fourth so, rather. Um, Corey Kluber, by the way, he has a 2.91 ERA. Blake Snell has a 2.03. Are you fucking kidding me? And he's not going to win the Cy Young. He, I, <laughs> he's had one of the greatest seasons ever Chris for a Sale, pitcher, and he's not going to win the Cy Young because he plays for the Chris Rays. Sale has, Blake, Blake Snell not only has a, has, a, has a 2.03 ERA, but he leads the majors in wins. There's going to be a lot of people that fight you on that stat, but Why? wins don't mean anything for pitchers. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same people are like, well, wins aren't a quarterback stat. Blah, 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 blah. Jameis Winston. Blah, blah, blah. Zeke Kyle. But still. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I, Jesus. <laughs> Chris. How, do, how does Blake Snow not win? And it, well, the answer is because they don't want him to. Right, we're the Rays, and we're not making the playoffs, and and fuck your bullpen strategy and everything. When David Price it. won his Cy Young, it was already in agreement that at some point he'd go to the Red Sox. Right, right. He was like on the last two, two, three years of his. No, nah, he went to Detroit and then Detroit, Toronto yeah. first, but I'm just, it was just a joke. But no, but you're right. I mean, everybody likes to shit on us. Like I saw, like the, even like some Indians beat. Uh, guy, like the fucking Cleveland Indians beat writer. Yeah, they were like, ah, oh, that's warehouse. You safety. literally had a movie made about you in which the team was a joke and was going to be moved to Florida. And still they you shit on us. Fucking assholes. Still they shit on us. Wait, where the hell did you get on this high horse? You break for a Cleveland team. <laughs> it's true. Where did you get on this high horse? Too? I mean. <laughs> Oh shit! We took the Cubs to seven. They finally. Ooh. Have, they oh have, shit! They have something. They have something. We, God. And you know, I get it when it's a Yankees beat writer or a Red Sox beat writer, but like when the fucking guy, like a Seattle beat writer, comes in and is like, "Bro, the fucking Razor joke." <laughs> it, God, man, shut up! Not only are the Razor joke, but oh, our warehouse stadium. People love to shit on our stadium just because. It is a warehouse. It is a warehouse. Jeff Bezos is going to own the team, like we talked about. It's going to be an Amazon distribution nah, center. Elon Musk smoked a blunt on Joe Rogan's stadium. podcast. He's coming to Tampa. <laughs> He's coming to Tampa. Elon Musk Stadium. Tesla. Tesla. 
Tes- Tropicana Tesla Field. Did you listen to that, that podcast? No. You I don't didn't? like Elon Musk. So you I don't? don't? No, dude. Why? He's a fucking douchebag. Well, I just I, I I listened to the podcast because I uh, I just wanted to. When those kids were trapped in that cave and he made that thing and like shipped it to them and they were like and they got there and the divers were like this is fucking useless like Dude, what are we the, supposed to do with this? And Elon Musk is like you're welcome. <laughs> if you seriously listen to it because I understand now what like why Elon Musk is the way that he is. He's just it's like fucking insane. He's like a, he's just a nerd. He's just like this big fucking awkward nerd. He's like yeah why why not build these submarines this guy touched kids twitter (laughs) i don't know seriously listen to it i I know you listen to to his podcast i do yeah i would check it out i'm like halfway through it and it's like it's the most unique joe rogan podcast i've ever listened to so that's 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 a big I would. That's hard to top because he's had a lot of weird people on that show. Yeah. So in closing, fuck Bl- or not fuck Blake Snow. Fuck Chris. Jamie, Sale. pull that up, would you? Yeah, pull, pull, Jamie, pull that up. One of the one of the funny moments is like Elon asks Joe. He's like, he's like, do you uh, uh, do you do you do you like chimps at all? And Joe's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, do you know who I am? <laughs> do I like chimps? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! The fucking play, the football's back. I'm so happy. Good job. This is th- this broadcast is <laughs> yeah, great. I like our version. Or better. yeah, or you could just or you could just go full racist. What do they say? Like this broadcast cannot be copied or distributed this, by this. Less, less this broadcast yeah. cannot be copyrighted or redistributed without the express written consent of the NFL or the yeah, that's right, or Fox Sports or yeah, something ESPN whatever whoever's broadcasting whoever. it. Yes. That's what we're going to put at the end of this podcast. Here it yeah. is. Here it is, guys. This broadcast is copyrighted by yeah. NFL Productions for the private use of our audience. This is how you know it's time to get fucking serious. All the other bullshit's gone. Now right, time the commercials football. are done. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. This is such a cock tease. Who's playing tomorrow? I bet you I don't care. Tomorrow. It's Thursday. Is it starting already? I thought they don't start that dude, until like week three or dude, whatever. Dude, no, every Thursday. Oh. Right, Kyle? When it comes to when it comes to songs, guys, ah. it, gets, it gets no better. Go! It's a Monday night, and Donald Trump, President, we're going to see some black people. <laughs> it's amazing to me how long he did this song, and he was just a racist the it entire time. It was amazing. Time. God, come on, this song. It's a Monday night, and we're ready to strike. Our special forces are in full flight. We're coming by. Was this the one after 9-11 or something? What the <laughs> oh, yeah. The, 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 there was a lot of jet motifs. America, America, America. America. 
I never remember him leading off with our special forces <laughs> or in flight. Maybe it's the Jets. It was, I'm sure. Ah, uh, right, get ready. What would he say about the Bucks? Pirates. Speaking. Oh yeah, the Bucks down in Tampa are ready uh, to shooting a cannon. Are gonna rape and pillage. Jim was Winston away. Oh. What would he say when they were bad? Like. <laughs> Uh, the, let's let's check Gruden's it out. Hold on, hold on. Let's, uh, Gruden's the yeah. coach, and they have a kicker. Kicker, maybe. I don't know. The songs just like slows down for a second. <laughs> let's see. Hold on. Do we got a Do we got a Bucks Monday night? Bucks all, and Packers getting ready. All my all my rowdy friends for I'm here on Monday night. Right up, uh, I do remember like when I when I was. I remember uh, the flying helmets that would like collide. Yeah. I, seriously, when I when when the Bucks were uh, were the shit Welcome back in the late nineties, it's night. It's, it's night time. Yeah. I say I, I get a little chills when Hank Williams would like do his little. And the Bucks and Saints are gonna fuck some dicks. Do you remember <laughs> there was a Sunday night football, and you know how like the big corporations always have like pre-roll footage of the city so we say this see the same guy on the kayak yeah. like eight times or <laughs> yeah, whatever or yeah. tamplets like rolling the cigars right up, exactly and the trolley they do like one of those shots and i guess that night they didn't have like the aerial shot so they did they were supposed to roll pre-roll of like a previous aerial shot but they rolled it during the daytime it was a night game <laughs> so it was like welcome to tampa and it's like clearly like a one o'clock aerial shot or something like that. <laughs> it's like the old. It's imagine it was like the old sombrero. Or whatever. Like, wait, like, hey, wait a, a second, <laughs> that's Josh Freeman. Yes. Well, seriously, we got a lot. Of, we got football talking yeah. about. Yeah. A lot of things happen. Uh, old John Gruden got his. Uh, <laughs> Wait, no new 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 coaches this year, this week went zero and seven. Who's all who's all the new coaches? John uh, Gruden. John Gruden. <laughs> and like six other retreads, ex- probably. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. Jeff um, Fisher back yet? Dirk Cutter. Shut up. Let's yeah. see. John McVay. Nope, those are all <laughs> not correct. Nope. I, I tell you what, there, man, Jordy Nelson. We're gonna we're gonna figure this one what out. Oh wait. Uh, Detroit Lions, Vrabel. Oh, oh, oh Mike Vrabel? No, no, Matt Patricia. Matt Lions. Patricia. The, Mike Vrabel's coaching the Titans. From the Titans. But, but he is, that's his first game. It was, yes. Yep. Uh, Which I've already heard that, like, Matt Patricia with Whoever's Detroit. Whoever's coaching the Colts now. Is bad. Yeah. Uh, Colty McColts coach. Yeah. <laughs> coaching up the Colts. <laughs> the guy. Andrew Luck came back and, like, no one was talking about it. But I got him back. on my fans team and did well. Did he? Yeah, Sam Darnold yeah. actually actually did pretty pretty good too. Yeah, well, you know who didn't do Nick. well? Nathan Peterson for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, you yeah. see that? They, did you see what the score was of that game? Forty-seven to three. Yeah, they got destroyed. You know what? There's been a lot of like, uh, 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 uh there's been a lot of scoring in the week, the first week of the NFL season. I think that has a lot to do with the the new rules on the defensive backs and like sure, how, bro. yeah, it's all like I I think it has more to do with conditioning. I don't think though. anybody's in fun of football mode. We scored so many points in the I first half. There's, it's fun though, man. So, it is fun to watch these big. It's way more fun than like it's, like oh, it's ten three in the fourth quarter. Right, like, right. <laughs> well, that's what the um, that's what the uh, 
Panthers and uh, Cowboys, Cowboys game. That yeah, game was, was a, just like, what which, the by fuck? By the way, oh boy, another NFC East matchup every fucking week in prime time. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, this week's America's Game of the Week this week is fucking, what is it? It's, it's like uh, uh, Giants and... Uh, uh, Dallas, they play Dallas. Uh, maybe it might be Dallas. And the yeah, Giants, Giants and Dallas, both yeah. of those teams are going to be mediocre as fuck this year. Yeah, but it's God. the NFC. It's the NFC. So shut up. Might as well. I'm fucking over it, man. Every right. week, it's it's like we got to fucking slide in the Giants somewhere or something like Would that. Would you guys have ever thought in a million years that Ryan Fitzpatrick puts up these numbers? No. Right. Uh, I thought he'd do okay, but I didn't expect this. So shit. can I tell you why I expected? You did not expect five hundred. No, 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 I didn't. <laughs> so do you know why I expected him to do well? What? It's because he, unlike uh, unlike the other like Winston, <laughs> he doesn't. Instead of seeing that hole that may be there and throwing a pick. He tucks it and runs for six yards, no, I and think we, we live to fight the next down. Fitzpatrick is a lot like Winston in the fact that he's just like, fuck it. He's just, he throws, he, he, when he's under pressure and he gets like really pressured because he wasn't, he wasn't actually sacked or hit. He was hit twice in this game. Right. And he I got penalties that, for one of them. Right. But I saw a guy that understood the offense. I did. That's what I saw. I got, I saw. He knew where to go I, with the ball. Every I time. saw an offensive coordinator. Knowing where to play the Todd Munkin, bro. He called the veteran presence for Coleman. Fitzpatrick to throw and has time in the pocket. Airing it out deep to Sean Jackson. Wide open. He's got it, and that's gonna be a buccaneer touchdown. Can we talk about Deshaun Jackson for a second? This is definitely his best game as a buck. Oh, yeah, yeah it's going to sure. be. And now he's was, hurt. Yeah, now he's hurt. And, and it was Vernon Hargrave's uh, best game as a buck, too. He's also hurt. He's, and he's on IR. And Vita Vey hasn't played yet. Yeah, Vernon Hargraves is done for the year. Yep. Um, and done for his con- he's done for he's probably done as, as a buck. buck. That's bad. It. No, no, no. I think Vernon Hargraves gets another year for sure. He's no. out of he's years. out of contract. No, he's got one. He's oh. got one year left. Oh. So I think he gets another. He he he'll get another shot. But uh, like I said on Twitter today, like I think Nick Nick, you know this about me, but like when it comes to draft picks, I always I always tr- assign the horse thing. The horse thing. You get a B. You get a U. You get an S. And then when you're finally done, you get a T. I think Vernon Hargraves is that B U S. By no, by by some fault of his own, I think he played he played poorly in his. In a, he also a, played on a, a weak secondary. He played he played on a weak. He got picked on a lot. And yeah. he has he he's had a lot of bad injury luck, and I felt like this is the year where he finally found a role where he could excel. Right. And then he gets hurt, so it's bad luck. It's it's some of it's bad luck, some of it's bad play, but that's what it, that's the NFL. Did Jerome man. Bettis start out at B U S? Yeah, right. You know who did is Gerald McCoy, though. He was at S. Yeah. Ah, it was a bus joke. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I don't think you got that. No, I did. I did get it. Yeah. It was bad. But I think, seriously, it sucks for him. Yeah, that that really yeah, sucks. It does. But that's them's them's the break, son. The I mean, breaks. you're either lucky or you're not lucky, and 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 right now he's looking like a bust. But I think he gets another year to sort it out. Let's you see. You know who's a bust? Number thirty-three. Ronald Jones? Myron Davis. Yeah, but that Ronald Jones thing, dude. That sucks. Yeah, he was not even active. Our first two draft picks haven't played down yet. Here's the thing. Like, okay. But, but to get back to VH3 a for look. a second, like, think about Steven Stamkos and, like, the, the, the luck that he's had with injuries. And a lot of people want to, like. I yeah, think, but not this early in his career. Well, Stamkos had the luxury of, like, starting. He, he kind of grew up with the Lightning, right? 
Vernon Hargraves. I don't know. It's just it's just football's a different animal. Though. It is a different. It is a much right. different animal. But right. I think if there's if, way more turnover in football than than in hockey. I kind of think that's kind of how I think with VH three. I, I think he could have been the you know the next great Rondé Barber of kind of like that nickel corner position. Just doesn't seem like it's meant to be. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I don't feel like which is a shame. Yeah, it but is a shame. it's part of the part of it. It happens. So he might go somewhere else wait, wait, wait. and play We're, better, but I but I derailed the, a point that some somebody who who'd you guys just bring up? Um, Myron Davis, number thirty-three. Ronald Jones. Ronald this Ronald Jones thing is sense. concerning because he's just not. It doesn't look like he's getting it now. And that's that's not when you get put on when you're a second round pick in the first week out they don't they just like basically say that he's inactive he's not playing today it's not a good time man. <laughs> no and look there's plenty of time for him to figure it out but man he's got to do something he's because he did not look good in the preseason and kind and people just kind of brush it off like ah it's it's rookie it's preseason he'll offensive figure it out line. yeah he's playing behind the second team offensive line like he just does not look good man. Jason Pierre-Paul also got banged up on the cast. Yeah. He literally said my knees. What do you say? My knees. My knees banged up. Banged up. He literally said that. Asked That's not good. Ask me if I want to play on Sunday. I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Cool. That's bad. Peter Vay's out still. Yep. Uh, and Vincent Jackson for sure is going to be out this Sunday. Vincent Jackson. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure sorry. He won't be, he'll definitely be out yeah. this Sunday. <laughs> He's definitely going to play anywhere. But the thing is, is. That, that's fine because Godwin's a, another starting wide. No, Godwin's it's not fine because you want to be at full strength. It's only week goddamn two, and we're already dropping like flies. <laughs> it's not fine, man. You want all your receivers. Why so, would you not? No, but it's it, you know it's not like we're losing right guards. Well, look, like, look the uh, offense played. Where we shallow. The offense played amazing. I think I think that we have a good supporting cast around whoever's the quarterback. And let's be honest, I think if Jameis is in there, Jameis does Jameis maybe puts up the same numbers. I think maybe maybe even better. I think Jameis is a better quarterback than Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I think once he comes back, we're gonna be a better offense when he's there. I don't know. I don't, I never saw Jameis throw a deep ball like I'm, Ryan Fitzpatrick was. You you might be right, but also at the same time he Jameis had a good preseason and as far as like connecting with his receivers and, and, and he's worked with uh Deshaun Jackson and the I almost said Vincent again. <laughs> he worked with Deshaun Jackson <laughs> in the offseason. Um just to confuse Kyle, I hope Deshaun Jackson changes his number to 83. I Look, I'm not going to entertain the notion that there's a quarterback controversy there's here. There's probably not. There is 100% not. Jameis Winston is your starter week four. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to duplicate Put what on he the did board. this week. If he does. Especially against the Eagles Of course defense. he's not. No. If, if he does. If Ryan Fitzpatrick has another week like this, like especially against the Eagles If he defense, goes against the Eagles and throws three-plus touchdowns, no picks... We're going to have a problem. <laughs> if Ryan Fitzpatrick does this for three weeks in a row, it doesn't matter. Jameis Winston is who you spent a first overall pick on. He is your he's gonna, he's your week four starter. Right. They're going to ask for one. It doesn't matter gonna, what Ryan They're going to ask for one and when so they trade him. exactly what would happen in that situation. Because and, and, I know how the Bucks fucking work here. Dude, okay? I, I'm telling you. That, that, Ryan Fitzpatrick, let's just hypothetically say that Ryan Fitzpatrick has maybe not awesome these this level of but he plays super well like three touchdowns each week leads us to two wins or three and oh winston for sure gets back in his first game available the first fucking series he throws a pick six what do you do i mean there will be a quarterback controversy at that if that if what you've said is true there will be some kind of a quarterback controversy it's gotta be you gotta it's gotta be a thought and with Jason the Light's fans mind. right yeah but 
No, not just with the fans, with the coaching staff. Jameis is your starter. Jameis with the, with is, the offensive lineman. Yeah. Jameis is your starting quarterback. As much as I had to say it, he's your starting quarterback, he and he gives you the best chance to win every week. And I, I, I don't think Fitzpatrick is not this good. We all know that. He's not. This, no. This is the fifth, the cycle of Fitzpatrick this is high right water now. Mark. No, this is literally the cycle of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right well, now. we've been fooled by this before, and fans are all like stroking their cocks on on Twitter about like how good Dude, we've done this week. The defense did not look good. Defense didn't look good, but we've been fooled by this kind of performance before. And I don't want to hear that like, oh, it's a division opponent on the road because we fucking blew Atlanta out two years ago, and we were still shitty. <laughs> so fuck you. Let's like show me a sustained like sustain this kind of performance over a season and then I'll believe you but for a week one game I'm super happy we won I love it this we did great we almost bucked it up but f- exactly we almost f- like Ryan Fitzpatrick had to run for a first down to to to, to get yeah, us ice any- the game yeah. yeah he ran for 12 yards we need 11 so don't I fuck I I this is how I feel with the, with the with the injuries on defense and the way our defense have played I will eat the front page of the Tampa Bay Times, if we make, if we have a winning record at the end of this year, I was just gonna say that the offense. You heard it here first, folks. The offense, the talent on offense screams like twelve and four, three and thirteen. Right. Or three and th- excuse me, thirteen and three. The defense We're screams. Still the not defense there. screams like two and fourteen. Defense man. isn't there yet. The defense is not even close. The pass rush is still non-existent. So, Mark, you heard it here first. I will. Uh, on this show, on the podcast, I will eat the front page of the Tampa Bay Times if we have a winning record. Look, I, I, I never drank the Kool-Aid with this whole, like, oh, we signed a bunch of defense. You signed a bunch of rotational guys from better teams. Yeah. What the fuck's that going to do? Nothing. It, and it literally showed, like, I think we got well, how many sacks did we have? Like, one? Like, once again, yeah. like, in the Saints whole line isn't the best thing in the world. Like, once again... We, we're probably not going to have a pass rush. The secondary is going to be suspect, and the linebackers are going to be a bright spot, but they're but they can't carry the team. Well, this, that's how the Saints the, that's how the Saints scored how they did because they fucking keyed in on the linebackers and whenever when you, we've we've been giving Drew Brees time for fucking years. Drew, there was a game I don't know I think it was like two years ago where Drew Brees could literally like probably make a pub sub in the backfield. Yeah, we just couldn't touch him, and he just destroys us. The only way we beat them is what we did Sunday, is outscore them. Yeah. Which we rarely were ever able to rarely. do. Now we can. But now we don't have the defense. It's so hilarious to me because for years we didn't have the offense to go with the defense. I know. And now we have the offense and there's no defense. I feel like our offense is there. We have an offense. Yeah. We have a good offense. Yeah. Uh, good enough to win a lot of games. Our yeah. defense, I don't feel like, is there, and that's why I don't think we're going to go anywhere this year. And it's just so evident of the draft because we were drafting all offense yeah. for so long. I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be all but the defense guy, but the fucking defense, everybody. We gave up 48 points. 40. 40. 40 I'm sorry, 40 points. To, it almost it could have been 48 if Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't run for that first down. So, and pl- plus, not only that, but like the defense that like was injured, like we uh, we have we have problems. We have big problems. We have big holes. Yeah, big holes. This is like this is like a seven and nine, six and ten team to me. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think we're still. I think we have one record. You think we have one record? Yeah, I I'll, think we're I'll nine and seven. I think we missed the playoffs, but I think we're nine and seven. I will eat the front page of the Tampa Bay Times if that happens. I mean, we did say we've been saying for a while that Fitzpatrick just get us one, and he got us one. That's all. Yeah, that's all we asked for, right? Yep. I so, mean, well, let me just paint. this I was picture. very satisfied. This let is me a just great paint win. this picture for you guys. 
The Eagles aren't the Eagles that the Eagles were. What do you mean? That defense is not the same Super Bowl winning defense. Yeah, we signed some of the rotational guys. Yeah. I'm not. Do you watch the Thursday night opener? What, what do you mean? They held Atlanta to like. My, Matt Ryan yeah. did not look like normal Matt Ryan because of the because of the Philly Philly's defense. Uh, look, I still th- I still think bold prediction. You want it right now? Bold we prediction. St- we still put thirty up. On hey, them. ooh, that be. Do we win against the Eagles? No. E K G L. It is Nick Foles, but that's yeah. That's the thing is is it's our kryptonite. It's backup quarterback. So yeah, but what if we're not if we're starting one? That's how you anti kryptonite. We're such a shitty Superman. Well, also Alshon Jeffries is going to be out, and I mean we I we and they're starting. They're not unbeatable. We could we could jump up and bite them, but. Their lineman is out too. Their offensive lineman's out. I will be shocked if we if we beat them. Who do we play after shocked. them? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. On Monday night. Monday football. night. Yeah. Oh, Monday night. Yep. Yeah. And oh. all they did. Wait. Hold on. We have one more football take. The Cleveland Browns did the most Cleveland <laughs> Brown thing ever, I'm and broke laughed. their losing streak. Bro, I've never laughed so fucking hard at anything by in tying. My life. <laughs> How? Draw play Dave. You know who Draw Play Dave is? Yeah. He did a comic about Hugh Jackson like visiting a kid bedside and he's like, Hugh, I don't have much time left. I just I can't take any more losing. And he's like, I got you, kid. And then like it Blue shows ties. Hugh Jackson like pointing this guy after the tie at the end, like <laughs> <laughs> I got you, homie. Yeah. Um Let's see. That's just such a Browns thing to do. Seriously. So, but uh, what do we think the, about the Bucks next week? I'm I'm calling an L. I'm calling an L. W. They're calling a W. Eat, gonna eat a W. I'm gonna eat a W. Gonna eat a W. I'm gonna eat a W, and bits of it's gonna get caught in my big Fitzpatrick beard. Look, man. Dude, I watch that video at least once a week because the the guy the faces of the guys around Jameis Winston are some of the most hilarious things I've ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> Deshaun Jackson's like, you did what now? What the fuck? I signed here for this shit. Right. <laughs> I'll say one thing. I want everybody to look at me. I'm going to pass it to Corn after I say one thing. Let's go. Let's go. That's a W. <laughs> That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, I can't even watch it. It's so weird. Can we, can we keep Fitzpatrick? We won with Brad Johnson. Wait, where's Deshaun Jackson's face? <laughs> Guys, we won with Brad Johnson. We could do it with Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Everybody's like trying to get. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah. let's see the W. Let's. Kwan comes in like, let me save this shit real quick, please. <laughs> like, I'm an actual passionate guy. You're just a fake passionate guy. Dude, everything about him just seems like fucking. It's so forced, man. That's so fucking forced. Yeah, forced. Yeah. He'd make a good politician. Like yeah, his. The- Forced like his foreplay. Oh, Jesus. We gotta get out of here. Quan is an actual leader. That dude's just a fucking fake. <laughs> but he can throw the ball good. Yeah, he can throw the ball real good, I guess. Yeah, so do that. There's a lot of quarterbacks that don't do this kind of shit because it's like, I'm not that guy. Like, don't be that guy if you're not that guy. That's a W! Yeah. Uh, Kyle, you wanted me to remind you about bowl predictions. Bowl predictions. I'll eat at the same Pete times. <laughs> Is that really it? <laughs> yeah, you had something else to say. 
Jake Bowers. Good, good for you. Blake Snell. Steve Eisenman. Cy Young. Yeah. Jeff Finnick, good owner. Um, uh, Steve Eiserman, uh Yep. <laughs> I will say something about that press conference. Like, Finnick and Eiserman said a lot of good things about Brisebois. And then he takes the podium, and it's he's just got this aura about him. Like, all right, fuckers, I'm in charge now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I had the opposite Fucking sodas feeling. aren't free anymore. Yeah, it's, like, whoa. It's like when there's a new manager at, like, your retail right. store. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you, the thing I like about Breeze Ball is that he's, like, a 41-year-old guy. So, like, he's, he's like, that perfect He's the GM. third youngest GM in the NHL. Yeah, he's, like, that perfect age of a GM. He's like, yeah, give me this, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> Trades. <laughs> I don't know. I watch Moneyball once. Off That's as how it like works. Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Almost. Hey, 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 hey. Are we done with sports for a second? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys watched The Florida Project? No. No. Man. Is it good? It's really fucking good. I watched it this week. And What's especially being a Floridian, and I don't know if you've ever gone to Orlando and stayed in a shitty hotel in Orlando. That's scary. Have you? I have. I certainly you're not, have. You're not, you're not sure we, if the door is going to stay closed. We all know <laughs> Orlando. We all know what that is. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's about, it's really the fucking Orlando story, like the shitty underbelly of Orlando. And it's a little hard to get into at first. The movie, it, it, it works like an independent film. There's not a lot of dialogue, and it's, it, it kind of falls around a bunch of screaming kids. Um, so if you're not into that, then don't watch it. But yeah, no, thank you. I'm really into screaming kids. Fuck, dude. You want to come over? If you're if you're a native Floridian, and I, and everybody that listens to the show probably is, watch the Florida Project because that's just like a sobering look into like that how the rest of the country sees like us, that? into how is it more about like that like what it took to get all that land? No, it's oh. a, it's all about it's just about the poverty that exists around Disney. Yeah, because like, have you ever wa- have you ever read up on like how that land was acquired for Disney World and stuff like that? Oh yeah, he, it he was fucked, fucked, man. He, he fucked, fucked a like bunch of so people. many yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's my movie recommendation for you guys: The Florida Project, most it's magical place on earth, built in other mystery Alaska. Get yourself in a hockey season. Well, that's before. a great. That's a fucking great, great documentary. That's, that's what mystery Alaska? mystery Alaska. That's Nick's favorite movie. It is my favorite movie. I watched it. Russell Crowe. We're playing the New Hank York. Zara. We're playing the New York Rangers. Rangers. What's a movie that? So what's what's a movie that like you you saw something in it, and you are you, you ever watch a movie and you like see something that you know from like an area from like an area that you live in? Like I watched The Punisher from like 2004 or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's like, uh, it all takes place at Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Ocean's Ocean's Eleven. Oh yeah! Wait a minute! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when fucking. Uh, come on. We need Saul. He won't do it. Got another game a year ago. Get religion. Ulcer. You could ask him. Hey, I could ask him. I've gone there often. I know we, Nick. Nick grew up like literally like five minutes from this place. 
My dad taught me how to read the board when I was like nine. You're saying Nick's dad's a regular there. Yep. I saw you at the paddock before the second race outside the men's room when I placed my bet. I saw you before you even got up this morning. How you been, son? Never better. Well, you know what I don't with like? The it's fruit. My doctor said I needed some more vitamins. What do you want? I know this movie. Let's see if Nick knows this movie. The orange. My doctor says I need vitamins. So why don't you take vitamins? You come here to give me a physical? Foxy. God, this is a great movie. Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven is a fucking fantastic movie. Ocean's Eight movie. was a letdown. I expected. I didn't. I, funny lady any, movie. Any movie past Eleven is is shit. Dude, the entire that entire Punisher movie is just like I know that I know that street. Like yeah. like that's it, that entire fucking movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, watch Florida Project. You'll you'll know the entire area. It's filmed. You know, have you guys been to Old Town? Yeah. yeah. It's filmed in that area. Yeah. So you you'll recognize literally everything, and it's. That's the movie wrong. is the movie is so Florida, and it's so it's. I mean, it if Rick Scott it. wasn't a dick face, then we'd have a lot more people filming here. But dick face dick McGee. Face. We'd also uh, have public transit. I mean, yeah. I could I could get to Orlando in thirty minutes via train, but fuck you. I guess I you know I guess I'll go fuck myself. So, whatever. We, we're not political on this show, but you know, vote somebody besides. I'm just, saying he, I'm just saying he ruined the film industry in Florida. That's all I'm saying. He ruined a lot of things. They all went to Georgia and Louisiana instead. Yeah, that's why The Walking Dead is filmed in, exclusively in Georgia because I get Georgia gets so many tax breaks on on. They do because it brings in a shit ton of money. Like, yeah, <laughs> my roommate it, it works I'm in the sorry, film I industry. Sorry, I just went Mad Money. My former roommate actually. You ever watch that show? What? Mad Money. Like with that guy that just. Yeah, takes, dude. Yeah. Did you fucking he that that fucking crazy asshole. He, what, what, what was it? Like he was telling people to buy stocks in Bear Stearns. Like Bear Stearns, nothing can ever happen to Bear Stearns. Buy, buy, buy. <laughs> Fucking Bear Stearns went under in the in the recession. They went down. They made a movie about him. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking big short is about Bear Stearns fucking going under. Oh man, that dude still has a shit TV show. I'm pretty sure. And yeah, like the thing is, is like John Stewart. He shouts loud noises. Well, John Stewart called him to the carpet. Is like, why did you tell these people to invest in Bear Stearns when you knew that it like the, like that these subprime mortgages were, were like? He, he's God, like, whoa, John Stewart. Uh, yeah. Daily Show is not the, the same. Daily some Show of the sucks. Best bits. Did you ever watch that one where Dick Cheney was a balloon? No. <laughs> he fucking drew a face on a red balloon. He's like questioning Dick Cheney about it. He's like, "There's sweat on your brow." And he's like spraying him from above, like with a. Bu- I think the cl- we, uh, if John Oliver had only taken over the Daily Show, that would have been. I, the I, I like oh. him. I like him on HBO. I don't like Trevor Noah. I don't like Trevor Noah. I don't like Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah is really funny in stand up. Trevor Noah has great stand up, but he's he's not good. Uh, I just don't yeah. see like the Daily. Where's the Daily Show anymore? You don't see the Daily Show anymore. It's you don't because, because nobody watches it. Nobody watches it. It's not, it. It's not Yeah, it's not good. And man. Noah, I think Noah got caught like stealing jokes too and stuff like that, so that didn't help. I'm sure he does a fine job, but I just it's just not in the lexicon. It's not in the zeitgeist anymore. He's, he's unique. Like I, I like Tre- like I said, Trevor Noah's stand up. If you ever watch his specials, it's like really funny. Like he talks about like a bunch of stupid shit and like but where last, he's from and all but that. John but John Oliver's re- kind of replaced the Daily Show now. He has, but that's yeah. because, one because he's on HBO, so he can do a lot more. And two, because John Oliver's like legitimately funny. Well, too. and Colbert is like a half weird. Colbert, too, Who's your favorite yeah. late night host? 
I don't have one because I don't like talk shows. I like Conan. I like Conan. I, I've always loved Conan. I like Jimmy Fallon too. I I think I don't like Jimmy Fallon. Really? No. no. Jimmy Fallon annoys the shit out of me. I don't like Colbert. And that shit he did with Trump made, made me upset too because that he was like he was treating him like a child, but like like a good. He's like, oh, he's not he's not he's harmless. He's like, it's not fucking harmless. He what are you talking about yeah. <laughs> tossled his hair. Like yeah. I, I always remember the comic where it shows like Jimmy Fallon tossing tossing the hair of Hitler. Like ah, look, he's a fine guy. Yeah. Like you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, he Conan. Stop laughing at himself, and it makes me upset. Conan is Conan is like he's he's the neutral good. I like Conan a lot. Yeah. Well, he has Bill Burr on. It's like must watch TV too. Yeah. And Conan kind of figured Conan Conan figured everything out as far as like. It's not about who's watching you on TV. It's about who's watching you on the internet. And remember, Conan got fucked, too. Remember that? Like, he took over and then immediately got kicked right back out. I know he did because I was a huge fan of him on Late Night. When he, yeah. went to, when he finally got to the Tonight Show, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, dude, I was Team Coco all the way. Anyways, Nick. And I'm Nick. <laughs> All right, guys, we gotta we got let's let's we gotta get out of here. Yep. Let's let's call this one a show. Any bold predictions? Uh, nope. Wait, we were, football's gonna happen since between now and mm. next show. Yeah. We pick off Dick Foles three times. Dick Foles. Dick Foles. Dick Foles. <laughs> Dick Dick Foles. Hopefully, hopefully the uh, the Titans defense does well because I picked them up in fantasy this week. Are so. dicks like paper? You can't fold them more than like seven times. Also, special shout out to to Nick's wife for wow. for informing me that I'm a fucking terrible fantasy owner because I had no idea. Like she had a bye week this week, <laughs> and she was like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, oh, I fucked everything up. So. <laughs> Shout out to to Jesse Woo! and also Chris for fixing Good our commissioner. fantasy league. Yeah. Terrible commissioner. Chris fixed it. The worst commissioner. Yeah, Chris fixed it. I'm suspending um, Kyle for drinking too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fine. That's I, fine. I have no protests. So there you go. Rest in peace to Burt Reynolds. Oh yeah, for East County Bound. Loaded up and trucking. Florida State killed him, man. Oh no. <laughs> TJ Pinger. Like I don't know Kentucky. if you Bert, your ass. Yeah, it was awful. I don't know I don't if you follow TJ it. on Twitter, but he made the joke about like how FSU, in honor of Burt Reynolds, is playing dead on the field. <laughs> oh, and he's a big FSU fan, so I thought it was a good joke. So there you go. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. I am Kyle. I'm Nick. Yeah. I'm Anthony. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. We in between heaven and hell. Fucking nine to five, I'd rather end up dead or in jail. American Ninja to these obstacles, no stopping me. We on the move. Your mouth running like a prostitute. Keep your head to yourself. I work harder than anybody you know. I'm done with tricks, don't need no money to blow. Deadly aim, self-contained, superstar, they yell the name Blood diamonds, finna go to hell for my chain A piece fitted on my head, though I'm too high, you can't reach me with the cell phone No goodbyes, no hellos You don't want this life I live You'd rather have a wife and kid Shooting dice with Jesus Christ for 20 on the midnight To everyone who sell me drugs Don't mix it with that bullshit I'm hoping not to join the 27 Club Just want the coke dealer house with the velvet rug Fuck the world, it's no one else but us
off, I'm comfortable, I'm chillin', smoking weed again I'm from the burg, not the burbs, investigating my nation, homie, we ain't concerned We're from the 412, out to the 310 I'm from the pavement in my basement to them yellow brick roads See, I was on my P's and Q's like LMNO But kicking bitches out my crib, somebody tell them go home I don't know, I was in the crib with my different shit Simple living, I'm a hypocrite cause I'm filthy rich, got businesses Been had wifey had mistresses, been trying to tell you what my vision is But y'all still ain't listening, the world ain't winning, it's just beginning And I've been bounced border like Michigan, I got stats They got opinions, I got facts, LeBron left home but he came back This what raised me, made me rap, PA's baby, I ain't been a PA lately See I left and they call me shady, I'm a white rapper, they always call me shady Got no idea what I'm contemplating, I guess